welcome to The Mary Mack Show, where we will be talking about your feelings, experiences, and pain following the death of a loved one. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you find yourself in this entire world, I welcome you. How are you doing, my friend, my warrior? I hope you're having a good week. Last week, we spoke about the gift of love and how that affects us after we've experienced the death of a loved one. We desperately miss the person who has died and the love that they gave us, and we long for that love, and we sadly know we will never share that again with them. How we long for them and how we long for that love, and the ache in our hearts is so difficult to bear. I wanted to continue my series on the gifts. But a good many people who listen in to my podcast have asked for additional help on what to do when you can't say goodbye. I spoke about this a great deal in my COVID-19 series a couple of months ago when so many people were dying and we were all in quarantine. There are many people who are still dealing with the sorrow of not having been able to say goodbye to the person they loved, and so I share my thoughts on that in this episode to help you move forward. In addition to COVID, there are many ways that people die when we're not able to share their last moments with them, and thus couldn't say our goodbyes in person. People who are swept up in flash floods drive through underpasses in darkness where they couldn't see that the road was flooded and subsequently drowned. Those who died in avalanches and their bodies were never found. Tsunamis that came out of nowhere and swept over large areas of land to pull countless people into the sea never to return to their homes and loved ones. Hurricanes and cyclones, which devastated areas, tore down trees and homes and the people in or near them. Gas explosions, which leveled homes while people slept with no warning at all. Plane crashes, car crashes, that took our loved ones unexpectedly. Tornadoes that sprung up suddenly, whipping and circling and leaving splinters of wood that once were homes and businesses, sometimes taking people and property, flying through the air to land in a completely different area from their original land. Flash fires in a community which grow into mountainous fires, which firefighters spend weeks trying to put out. But when they grow so suddenly, towns are leveled with the people who are trapped and couldn't get out. 
And then, of course, there are the sudden deaths by stroke and heart attack and other illnesses. But the most compelling for me are the servicemen and women of the military who have given the ultimate sacrifice so that our countries would remain free. Men and women who work tirelessly to learn how to protect themselves from the enemy and also to kill the enemy when it was appropriate in wars both near and far. Not only did they themselves perish, but all their family and friends waited patiently for them to return home alive, but they never did. Some will be flown home in a flag-draped casket or buried in cemeteries overseas, and some will be left on the battlefield, never to return home. They may have been blown up, and there is no body to bury. They may have been lost at sea, when their submarine was torpedoed. They may have been lost in the war, and their fellow servicemen simply could not find them, perhaps after they were badly injured and couldn't reach out to raise their voice high enough to alert others to their location. Their plane or helicopter was bombed or shot down from the sky, and when the aircraft hit the earth, it exploded and burned. There are so many ways that our military can be killed, and we have nothing to bury no one to have a proper burial for. When 9-11 happened, it took months for the firefighters to carefully go through the heaps of rubble at Ground Zero. Painstakingly going through every inch of that area, looking for anyone at first who might have survived the collapse of two over 100-story buildings that we all thought were infallible as well as several other World Trade Center buildings in that immediate area in downtown Manhattan. And then, when they knew no one could have survived that many days, it turned from a recovery operation to one where locating body parts was welcomed, so families would know that their loved one truly did perish. They then had some definitive part of their loved one to bury and have a funeral, and sometimes that was years later. In our current pandemic, the traditional funeral where we gathered together as a family to bid farewell to our loved ones was taken from us. We've never had a situation where we were forbidden to be with the person while they were dying in a hospital. And unless nurses were with them, they died alone. Imagining that our loved ones died alone is a stressful and painful thought. We never wanted that for them. We never wanted them to die this way. And never could we have predicted that might happen in our own lifetime. In some areas of the world, mass graves were needed. In other parts, funerals were prohibited or postponed. And in still others, families could partake but be far from one another. How does one grieve when we cannot even hug one another 
at such a painful time in our lives. We need the embrace and love of our family and friends, especially now. And if the attendees were limited, how does a family choose who will represent them? One of the most difficult situations still, at least here in the United States, is we are not allowed to attend church or synagogue and congregate, thus prohibiting funerals which include all our family and friends. And we must also consider practical situations where we might not have been able to say goodbye, not having the finances to travel to their deathbed or funeral. In our situation right now, we can't fly everywhere we would like to, being ill ourselves and not being able to travel. Perhaps you can't get off work for that length of time. Maybe the funeral is much too far away, several states or even countries away. You might not get along with the majority of the people attending or organizing the funeral, and you've decided it's much easier for you to just pay your respects at a later date. And it could also have been as random as your car is in disrepair and wouldn't make the trip, or it broke down on the way to the funeral. So let's look at what we can do to honor the memory and life of those who we couldn't say goodbye to in the proper tradition your family was accustomed to. It is perfectly acceptable to get creative. If your loved one comes home from the war and an open casket is not possible, you can ask the funeral director to clip a few locks of their hair place it in a plastic bag, and give it to you. There are some lovely lockets where you can store a wisp of their hair and give those lockets to family members as a keepsake. If they are cremated, there are other pendants where you can add some cremains for each family member. If all the relatives cannot be at the funeral, either because they cannot travel regularly, because of frail health, or finances, or because of COVID, you might want to videotape the wake, if one can be had, and the funeral so your family and friends all around the world could be with you in spirit. If you can use Zoom or Skype or other service where they can view live, that would also be quite welcomed. Later, after all is well again, there is no reason why you couldn't have a memorial service with everyone in the same room, honoring their life and reminiscing together. But for right now, if you are suffering because you didn't get to personally say goodbye, I'd like you to try this. Start by lighting a candle near their framed picture. Maybe even a memorial altar. Talk to them as if they were still here. Say prayers that comfort you. You might also begin writing a long letter to your special someone, saying everything that you might have said to them at their deathbed, had you been able to be there. Even if it takes several days, not to worry, just keep adding it as you go. When you feel it is complete, 
read it to their picture in a special ceremony of your own when you are alone and it's quiet. You might also wish to take a drive to a lake, park, or even the ocean, maybe a place where the two of you created wonderful memories. Put your earbuds in so no one will disturb you, and when you start to read aloud, they will just think you're speaking to someone on the phone. <laughs> this is a private conversation, after all. Imagine the person sitting across from you in this beautiful area of nature. Say everything that needs saying, the good, bad, and the ugly. How much you miss them, how you wished you were there with them when they died. How much it hurt you, knowing they died so far away while in the military, and you didn't even hear about their death until a few days, weeks, or even months later. Take all the time you need. So however they died, where you didn't get a chance to say goodbye, we can create that event emotionally and spiritually for ourselves. We can be comforted in knowing that the love you shared can never, ever be taken away by anyone, anything, or any circumstance. We might not have had their bodies returned to us for burial. We might not have learned of their last moments. But what we felt for them will never waver. Perhaps the most important issue to deal with is not only that you couldn't say goodbye, but how they died, and how they died alone, and that may haunt you and hurt you, and carve a deep wound in your heart that you may have no way of rectifying. But you must forgive yourself for whatever it is that you think you did or didn't do that made their last days so sorrowful. Try to think consciously and practically. Try to release the emotion from it for just a short time. Yes, it would have been much better had you been able to be right by their side when their last breath was taken. But we don't get to decide when we die and how we die, and we don't get to decide when another dies either. And when it's sudden or tragic, we feel robbed and cheated out of our last moments with them. But please, I want you to understand this. You can beat yourself up for months and years about this. But the reality is, it will do you no good to do so. It won't change anything, and I say that in the most loving way. Will you decide to dwell and deep dive into depression over something you had no control over? Will you allow your life to spiral out of control over something that didn't play out the way you wanted it to? Or expected it to. Even if it wasn't a military death or a COVID death. Perhaps it was that you couldn't get to the hospital in time. Maybe it was as simple as just then you went to go get coffee and they died while you were gone. My former mother-in-law died on the only day 
in a whole month that we didn't go to see her. We took a break that day. The nurses said sometimes people don't want you to watch them die. So I decided to buy into that so I could feel a little bit better. But it still stung. Whatever you have gone through, whoever you've lost, I wish for you the remembrance of the days you spent together while they were alive and engaging with you. Life doesn't always work out the way we thought. It has twists and turns and uncomfortable situations, and we don't always like the outcomes. But speaking to them, to their photos, at the cemetery if a burial site exists, or making a memorial in your yard, garden, or even in your home can bring a sense of peace for you. Be grateful for their life. Be grateful for the time you did have together. Focus on all the wonderful memories to lift you and comfort you. Appreciate all the love you shared, all the happiness they brought to you. My blessings to you. So now it's time to get up and dance, dance, dance. Wiggle and move your body even if you're in a sitting position. I know you think this is wacky, but please just do it anyway for me, okay? so much for listening in today. Remember to write five things in your journal each night that you are grateful for. Visit my website marymac.info for your free book. Please subscribe, rate, and review my podcast wherever you listen to me and share it with those who would benefit from it. And if you would kindly support my podcast, you'll find a link for that on my site also. And as always, remember to be happy because you deserve to. I'll speak with you again soon.